Eagles Entertainment. We welcome you, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro here at the NovaCare Complex, and the preseason opener is in sight. It happens on Friday night at Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles hosting the New York Jets should be a lot of fun. Taking things into just a different dimension with the preseason, a different way of evaluating. So we get kind of a sense. I, I kind of try to resist the, the hot takes, the instant analysis, because I know that it's just so subject to change and that the games, well, they have a different perspective and you go against players that you haven't been practicing against for the last several weeks. So should be fun on Sunday night, 7.30 kickoff, Eagles hosting the New York Jets. Between now and then, let's get it going here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. A great episode for you. Um, a little later on, we're going to visit with Jalen Hurts, who on Sunday we had an open practice at Lincoln Financial Field. Nearly 30,000 fans in attendance for a practice. And at the very end of practice, I happened to be interviewing Jalen and gave it a shot and asked the crowd to sing happy birthday to him. We'll hear that if you haven't already, and we'll hear Jalen's reaction to it in our extra points. We're also going to visit with Jake Elliott, who has really put a really remarkable career together. He joined the Eagles in 2017, and here he is coming off a Pro Bowl season. So he just gets keep, keeps getting better and better and better. And I just try to get Jake to slip up and get flappable. I just want, I want him to just show me some some nerves somehow. Somehow. Really hard to do. But we're going to begin with a visit from Eagles edge rusher Hassan Reddick. You know his story. He grew up in South Jersey, Haddon Heights High School, bunch of injuries, wasn't recruited, walks on at Temple University and becomes a star who then is drafted in round number one, 2017, by the Arizona Cardinals. The last two years, he's been in double digits in quarterback sacks, and the Eagles addressing a need in the offseason. They ranked 29th in the NFL in reaching the quarterback in 2021. They went out and made Reddick a free agent priority, and they got him. So let's get to know a little bit more about Hassan Reddick, who has been all smiles, Super, super happy to be an Eagle. And on the field, he looks great. One-on-one with Hassan Reddick. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to Training Camp 2022 here at the NovaCare Complex. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with the smiling one, Hassan Reddick, who's smiling, he's smiling all over the place. You're a really happy guy, aren't all you? All the time, yes, indeed. And let's tell me, what is up with the... It is like 98 degrees. Practice mm. moved up an hour early today. Uh, but you've got the black hoodie on. What's what's up with that? Just to keep cool, man. You to know? keep cool? Yeah, keep the sun off me. Okay. Um, I'm a guy, I don't really like the sun on me too much. So, you know, I come out with the, you know, cut it cut it underneath. But just use the hood. That, you know, anytime I don't got my helmet on, we listen to the coach. We in a, you know, we taking a knee. Uh, somebody speaking. Just throw the hood on real fast. Try to keep the sun from beating down on me. Okay. I, uh, I want to get into football with you in a bit here. But I want to get to know Hassan Reddick. Eagles fans, hey, we want to know our guys, right? Uh, some of you, of course, are local. And I'm sure you've been just bludgeoned with like, hey, Hassan, remember me from third grade? Hey, has that been what it's been like coming back to Philly? Man, uh, yes, a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people hitting me up, uh, you know, reaching out. 
Um, but for the most part, just excited that I'm home, excited that I'm here on the team, um, excited that I'm, I'm able to bring my talents here uh, and, and help the team out. All right, let's go. Uh, so from his bio in our media guide, his nickname, his family calls him Haas, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. What's Hammer mean? Uh, that's when my dad, my dad been calling me that. My, my dad's side of the family been calling me that since I was young. Um, you know, I was known for being a, a big hitter. Uh, in my early days playing football and, you know, you know the saying, be the hammer, not the nail. That's right. Uh, so, you know, they started calling me, you know, Haas the hammer or hammer for short. Did you enjoy being a running back um, back <laughs> in the day? Yes, I did, actually. Um, you know, but... It wasn't in the. It wasn't in the cards. Did for you me to like dream of being? You know, I mean, not. You're not really Barry Sanders style. Mm -hmm. but like, who was your guy when you were a kid, watching running backs? Man, Reggie Bush. Uh, yeah. You know, and I actually got to play with this guy when I first came into the league. Man, Chris Johnson, uh, CJ2K. Man, he was my favorite running back uh, growing up in my early years. Uh, just a explosive, fast, and always seemed like he was making a big play. Did you fanboy out when you met Chris Johnson? Did you go nah. Because when Vic, when Michael Vick played here, it was so mm -hmm. interesting. Like, all the guys would come up, oh, we played Michael. We went, they would go up to him, we played you in Madden. We always, you were always the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Did you do that with Nah, 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 okay. man. I kept it cool, you know. Once you, you know, act like I, I was, I've been here before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, um, so among your hobbies is fashion. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your fashion interests. Man, just, I'm, I'm big, I'm, I'm big on the brands. Uh, I took a trip to Italy uh, before COVID had hit. And I got a chance to go over there, explore their fashion, their style. Uh, and then, you know, every since then, well, you know, COVID had happened. So some of my trips to like Paris and Spain got canceled as well. But I just tried to make it a, a point of emphasis in my off season to go somewhere else, a different country, and just explore their fashion, see how they dress, what brands they have there, the quality, the material, uh, things of that nature. And I've been, I, I fell in love with it ever since. Are you into the design portion of the fashion or just the look of it or like, or what? Nah, both. You know, I got, I got multiple styles. I got styles where I could get, you know, I, I wear a high in expensive designer clothes and then styles where, you know, just street clothes, you know, throw on a, a, a graphic tee, a, a, you know, like a retro tee, throw on some shorts, uh, some 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 Jordan 1s, some dunks or something like that, you know, just some street fashion as well. So if you have a guilty pleasure with all the money that you make, Hassan, <laughs> are you out buying a bunch of sneakers? Are you buying, like, are you, is that where you kind of splurge? Yeah, I, I would say right now, and I probably, I'm upwards of 400 pair of sneakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my sneaker closet, which I'm getting built right now, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Uh, all right, so is there a most um, expensive or most valuable sneaker that you have? I would say probably uh, I'm gonna say probably my uh, my my Dior my Dior uh, Jordan Low ones. You know, that's probably the most expensive shoe that I have right now. Um, probably somewhere around 7,500. Whoa! Uh, if I sold, where'd them right you get now. them? I got them for Dior. Okay. My Dior plug. Shout out to my Dior plug. My man. Okay. <laughs> All right. The fashion, the fashion king over here. Um, if you're going out with your with your guys and team, and you're going out, are you getting dressed up? Are you like going t-shirt? What do you What do you? It depends on the vibe that night, man. <laughs> depends on what we doing. You know, where, where we going? We we going somewhere? You know, where I could dress up and you know show my grown man style. You know, <laughs> some 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 like uh some taper some tapered pants. Might bust out some designer shoes, a uh, little fedora hat or something, nice shirt. Uh, but it depends, you know, what, what type of vibe we on for the night uh, and, and where we going. All custom made, I imagine, given your body type. There's not a lot of on the rack stuff for guys. <laughs> some of it. When I get into that style, what I call what I call my grown man style, when I get into that, yeah, a lot of it is more custom. 
um, tailored to my body. Okay, good stuff. And it is an interesting body, 6'1", 240. It doesn't happen every day. <laughs> All right, biggest inspiration, Kobe Bryant. We, we hear that a lot, certainly the competition, the competitive part of him. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that you listed your parents. Mm -hmm. Why? Just because, man, since I've been playing football, I had a lot of ups and downs, especially in my uh, towards the end of my high school career and my, you know, early stages in my college career. And... They just were, they were there every step of the way. You know, they, they were in my corner. They pushed me to continue even when I wanted to quit. It was times I wanted to quit, times where, you know, I just thought football was done for me. And, you know, they consistently and constantly urged me to keep going, keep playing. And you wanted to quit because of the injury? I mean, in high school, you were injured a lot. Mm -hmm. I know that, and you didn't really get a lot of looks. Uh, was that, was it frustrating because of that? Uh, well, well high, coming out of high school, I just didn't. I didn't know about walking on and stuff like this at the time when I thought football was done for me. Uh, once I went, once uh, we figured out the process, uh, my parents and I, once we figured out the process, uh, that was the next step. And then it just was, uh, you know, being a walk on is tough, man. Yeah. Being a walk on is tough. Uh, to, Why? What? What do they treat you like? You. You, you just don't get along? the you exactly, and you sometimes you don't get the as many opportunities as somebody else, you know. So I had to. You know, anytime I got an opportunity, I had to make sure that I always took advantage of it. And even sometimes when I did, you know, it was still hard, you know, to 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 get the respect that I deserved just because, you know, you're a walk on. You got scholarship guys who you're actually paying to go to school yeah. to pay football. So those guys are consistently getting opportunities. But once I made it deniable, you got to put me on yeah. the field. T for Temple U. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know they weren't getting paid at Temple, but, you know, <laughs> we understand what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Um, your desire uh, for your bucket list. Now, most guys, when they list a bucket list, it's like, let's go skydiving. Let's go visit this country. This You want to run a successful nonprofit. Mm -hmm. A man of the community here, why is that on your bucket list? I just want to help make a change, man. Um, you know, every day it seems like you're hearing about some nonsense, uh, something negative, and I just want to be a positive impact on, on on the community. At the end of the day, that's my goal. Uh, you know, my, my nonprofit is in the works. I'm actually constructing it right now. Uh, and once it's up and running, man, I just got a lot of great things that's going to happen, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't, I really can't wait to get that, like, up and running. And, and I know, Hassan, you've done a lot of work with Camden and trying to get that city up and running, mm -hmm. and so kudos to you on that. I, oh, what's this next one? So this was a good one. I'm not going to go through all of these because a desired talent. Big Rough Hassan Reddick, his desired talent is tickling the ivory <laughs> keyboards. Why? Uh, it was just something I, I picked up when COVID hit. You know, we had all that time off uh, with no football. Guys didn't know what was going to happen. You know, instead of – I caught myself playing video games a lot, waking up early, playing video games. And while I, while I am an avid ga uh, gamer, I just wanted to pick up a talent, you know, use use my time constructively and, and do something that uh, a lot of people don't do. And playing the piano was one of the things that I tried to master. Very cool. Did you get? Did you make progress? I did. I did. I made progress. I'm still working on I'm I'm getting to the part now because uh, I took up some time as we started getting back into football and, you know, going back to our everyday lives. But uh, right now I'm just getting... I'm getting better with incorporating my left hand as I'm playing with both hands. You're the kind of guy who likes to go out of your comfort zone, aren't mm -hmm. you, and challenge yourself? Exactly. You know, that's what life is about, man. Challenges breed character, um, and I'm always challenging myself just to, you know, see who I am and what what I can do, what I can't do, what's my limits, and uh, just trying to push uh, 
push past those limits. If you could play another sport, it would be a striker in soccer or a shooting guard for the <coughs> Lakers. We won't tell anybody in Philadelphia about that, but uh, w which would you be better at, soccer? Did you play soccer as a kid at all? No, nah, I just love that sport, man. Um, I actually got to go to a Philadelphia Unions game, and um, the atmosphere there, and that being my first soccer game, it was crazy. And then, uh, as we know, uh, they call it football everywhere else, but, man, it's the most popular sport on the planet. And um, it's interesting to see why people love it. And I, like I said, as I went to the game, when I went to the Union game, man, I loved it. And, um, you know, I'm actually, when I get a chance, I'm going to make it start making it more soccer games. But how's your hoops game? Uh, I'm decent, man. I'm decent. I can shoot. Can you dunk? Yeah, yeah of course. Well, I mean, I don't know. You're sick too fuck. That's a lot of weight to get up in here. Okay, last one. Uh, favorite sports moment getting drafted in the city of Philadelphia by mm -hmm. the Arizona Cardinals first round. Must have been absolutely incredible for you. Mm -hmm. uh, a five-sack game against the Giants in 2020. Mm -hmm. Unstoppable. You feel that way during the course of a game when you have five sacks? Oh, you got to, man. They just, I mean, they just can't mess with you. They, they have nothing for me that day. Um, I was, I was on one. I was, my energy was gone. Uh, I was just flowing, man. I was, I was, I was, I was doing my thing. And then the other one is signing to play with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, indeed. Has it been everything you thought it would be, Hassan? Yes, and more, man. Um, just being able to come play for the home team. You know, uh, I grew up an Eagles fan before the Deuce Daly had uh, got traded to the uh, Steelers, and then I eventually made my transition there. But just growing up Wait, as you, a, So you became a Steelers fan because of Deuce? Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Deuce as well. Okay. But that, and that's when I was, like, really young. That's just, like, this is, like, you know, probably, like... Early 2000s. Five, six, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, five, six, uh, like, seven years old when I was playing running back. You know, I was a fan of the Eagles. My dad's a, he was a big Eagles fan. Um, so, of course, I was one, and, uh, man, I had loved Deuce at the time he eventually had got traded uh, or ended up going to the Steelers, Steelers yeah. and you know I had made that switch with him um, was a Steelers fan for a little while but like I said just to be back home playing for the home team a team that I grew up watching uh, man you know a lot of people who a lot of people they, they don't get that opportunity to play for their hometown team the housing market's really tough like were, was it tough for you to get an apartment or buy a house mm -hmm. in Philly or did you go back home and live with mom or pops for a while no I, I had a I had a little trouble uh, finding a house at first but you know I ended up finding me a place uh, which wasn't too difficult it was just the fact that I was in on one house it didn't go through and I had to find another one so you know the, the, the switch and finding a house wasn't too hard for me. how are you enjoying the humidity uh, Philadelphia. You know, Carolina was humid <laughs> as well, so no, no problem, but a long ways from Arizona. Right. Yeah, it's, it's way different, way yeah. different, but you know, it's, uh, it's the conditions we got to play in uh, come, you know, early September to October, and you know, I'm just out here practicing, getting used to it, getting, getting back to it, uh, and, and preparing myself to dominate in this weather. T last one here. Tell me about the defense. Every time I see you, you're around the football, mm -hmm. Um, it's interesting the way that they've done it here. It's been very mental, 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 understand the game, understand what Jonathan wants. And mm -hmm. then by the time you're padded up, you don't have to really think as much. Exactly. That's the goal, man. Because when, when you understand what you're doing, uh, you know, when you're not memorizing it, when you understand what you're doing, it allows you to play that much faster. So, like you said, we're working on the mental, making sure everybody knows why why they are doing what they are doing. That way, when it's time to get on the field, we can play as fast as we can. Okay. Well, listen, Hassan, I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Great always. seeing you, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. And he's going to make a lot of plays on the football field. He yeah. may make a lot of plays in the fashion industry at some point. <laughs> we will be advocating for a Hassan Reddick fashion line. We thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of camp, and uh, go Birds. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate All right, take care. you. Yes, indeed. Jake Elliott, 30 of 33 field goals a year ago. Perfect on his extra points. A huge season 
three of three from 50-plus yards, including a 58-yarder against the Carolina Panthers just before halftime to help the Eagles get back into that game, get some momentum going, and eventually win in Carolina. Jake Elliott is my guest here as I try to do something that the NFL game has not done, and that is find out what makes Jake Elliott nervous. Jake Elliott, um, good to see you. How was practice today? Tell me, tell me what a good practice is for you. It was good. It was, uh, it was a little bit lighter for me today. We went after it a little bit um, two days ago. So um, in, in, a little bit lighter, just uh, kind of just some fundamental work, feel the ball off the foot, and um, stay healthy. Then we'll have a big day tomorrow. Going after it for a kicker means what exactly? Uh, just a lot of reps. A lot of reps. I mean, today probably only kicked like 10 to 15 full field goals, and then tomorrow we'll, we'll probably hit more towards like 50, 60. So um, I always tell people it's kind of like pitching. You just can't, you can't do it every day. So um, try to stay healthy, especially during this part, and just get some, get some good work. Jake, um, your career has been really remarkable. Um, why do you think you've been so successful? Um, I, I just think I'm, I'm the same person every day. Um, a, lot, a lot of it has to do with uh, Rick and Aaron being super consistent and making me feel really comfortable back there, and they've, they've done a great job. So um, I really think it's just staying the course every day, trying to get a little bit better, trying to make, make good contact, just hit a clean ball, and the rest will take care of itself. I, I looked, we've talked so many times, and I'm trying to always find something f- fresh on you. And mm-hmm. I'm always trying to get you kind of off your, you know, you're so unflappable. It hasn't happened That's yet. That's a good thing, good. I think. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but I, I looked back, and I remember the first game at Kansas City, um, 2017 season, and and, and, I, and, I, and I'm wondering, like, do you, you missed a 30-yard field goal in that game? Like, do you think back they, to they, those? They, yeah. Do you think back to the ever? Do you, do you ever look back at things? Not really. No, um, I, I like to stay in the present and just keep pushing forward. Uh, if if I'm ever going through a little something, I I'll I'll go back in the film and and look at a period in time where I was doing something that I really liked and just kind of. Just like a mental reminder, like, hey, this was really working for me. Let's try to implement that back in. But um, other than that, not not really. Like, I don't, I don't like going back in time. We were doing a tour, and um, one of my guests today said, like, looked at the 61-yard field goal. And we're like, like all the things in the whole building. The most excited he was was the 61-yard field goal that you kicked against the Giants because, it, like, his buddy's a Giants fan. And I wonder what that kick in retrospect because you've answered the question 8 million times. But in <laughs> retrospect, what did that kick mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely just a, a, a great kickstarter to my career, really. Um, you know, that was, that was my first home game as an Eagle. So obviously fond memories of, of just playing in the link. And every time I go back there, I'm excited. And I think a lot of that has to do with that, that kick and that game in general. So, um, you know, every once in a while I'll see it pop up and it's fun to watch and kind of relive those, those days and just kind of get those feels back. But um, even those, I, I don't. I don't love going back and like watching really good and really bad. I just don't like to get too up and down. I just try to stay even keel. Would your, if you were to do a split screen of your form, would your form back then, 2017, be the same as it is in 2022? No, no. There's, there's. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, but there's some things that have changed along the way. Um, I mean, there's a lot of specifics I could probably get into, but. Uh, just a little bit more vertical through the ball, just trying to be more consistent downfield. It kind of makes those those slight misses a little bit better, and that's kind of the name of the game is trying to make your misses better, okay. trying to make your misses smaller. Interesting. We're going to get into that in a different sport in just a minute because that's where I'm going to make you really open up about things. How was the Pro Bowl last year? 
It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. What did you do? A, it was a great experience. Um, well, I, I can tell you one thing because I was a, a late call up. I hadn't kicked a whole lot of footballs before that, so um, I was just trying to I was just trying to stay healthy and kick as few as possible and, and move on. But it was it was fun being around all those guys and um, just be there for the week. I mean, it was they put on a great great event and it was it was just fun to be there. Does it do anything for you? I talked to Josh Sweat about this. A couple days ago, does it do anything for you? Hey, my standing, I feel like a little bit more. I'm puffing my chest up just a little bit more. I'm a, I'm a Pro Bowl kicker. I'm in with all the best guys in the league. I don't, I don't think so for me. I, I don't think it's really changed who I, who I am or who I want to be. I, it's, it's fun to have those accolades and um, be able to look back on that. I think that's something I'll do once, once I'm done with my career a little bit more. It'll be a little bit more special. But, um, you know, right now I'm just staying the course like I would any other year. And this is my last football question before I get into what I really want to get into. How are you kicking out of here? How do you feel about things going into 2022? Yeah, I feel I feel better than ever. I think our, our operation's as smooth as it can be. Rick and Aaron came back ready ready to roll. So um, I'm excited about it. We're, we're really clicking right now. And um, like I said, I think it's, it's the best spot we've been in going into a season. Awesome. All right, let's talk about something that is not as familiar to you. We've talked about this, you and I, at times. You qualified for the Philadelphia Open, a mm-hmm. golf tournament in Philadelphia. Um, you performed in the tournament, mm-hmm. and um, you admitted to me that you were nervous at times. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, this is great. This is like <laughs> Jake Elliott actually, Jake Elliott, the best athlete on the team. Has emotions. Has <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so what was the experience like? Like how, in what way were you nervous? And I know it's just because you're not doing it every day. But Yeah, I think that's the that's the main thing. It's just something I'm so unfamiliar with. You know, I've gone and played a million rounds with, with buddies or whatever, and it's just, you're out there to have fun. But um, and that's what I was doing too. I was just competing to have fun. But when, when you get in a competitive setting, certain juices start start falling, uh, start start going. And um, I don't know when you're standing over a, a three four foot putt when it actually means something. It's it's a little bit harder. Did you miss any? Uh, oh yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah, I missed a yeah, I missed a four foot like slider downhill. I just left myself see, in a lot of bad spots. He doesn't was... talk about the kicks that he's ever missed. He misses no. he's like a th- a yeah, three or four. I mean, those are the ones that sit in your mind. <laughs> that's you so hilarious. About those so. Yeah, I don't know. There was the the arms were a little a little shaky. The hands were a little bit sweaty. It was a different feeling for me. That, how, what were your what were your scores? Um, I shot a 77 in the in the first round of the Open, and then I the qualifier I shot 72, I believe, wow. to get through. Um, just a nice conservative round, honestly. That I played pretty well, and then um, they threw us through the gauntlet at at Philly Cricket Club. It was it was tough out there. They made it hard. And what is your handicap? Are you a scratch golfer? Yeah, I'm a scratch plus one. Wow. Yeah. Is this someday when you're done kicking in, in 15 years, <laughs> will, will you pursue golf? I don't know. I don't know. There's a, I've played with a lot of really good players that, that are still scratching and clawing, trying to make it, and comparing myself to them right now, I'm not there. Well, will you do what, like, <laughs> like the Tahoe, out in Tahoe, where, like, yeah. Tony Romo wins every year? Will yeah. you do that kind of stuff? I'll try to. I'll try to throw my name in the hat there. Interesting. What's your weakest part of your game? Uh, probably my putting. I just don't do it a whole lot. I, I, I hit the ball a long way. My irons are good. A strong wedge game. Short game's really good. Um, the putting, I don't, I don't make up a whole lot of strokes on the greens. Did you slam your putter down at all? No, no, no. I don't, I don't get, I don't, I try once again. I try not to get too emotional out there, <laughs> but I'm feeling it inside. That's for sure. Does Jake Elliott ever lose <laughs> his cool? I don't know. I try not to. That's great, man. Maybe internally. That's great. Camp's going well, though. Everybody, you're happy. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Good. We're we're enjoying it. Uh, everything's everything's good so far. Legs are legs are feeling good. Um, 
ready to go. I mean, it's crazy to think we play next week. And, and for the last one here, the importance of having Rick and having Aaron, uh, it takes a village to make a great kicker, right? It does. It takes, it takes a lot of guys to, to make me look good. So um, the easier they make it on me, the, the better my job is. So they're, they're doing a heck of a job, um, and it's a, it's a pleasure working with them. Great. Jake Elliott, uh, best of luck the rest of the way in training camp and, uh, and in this 2022 season. I'm sure I'll be talking to you along the way. And no doubt. Hopefully after, just keep that, keep that, keep it straight. Keep, keep it straight. Keep it straight. Jake Elliott, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, guys. In this episode's Extra Point, we visit with Jalen Hurts, who had a birthday on Sunday, his 24th birthday. It happened to coincide with the Eagles' public practice at Lincoln Financial Field. Nearly 30,000 fans in attendance. And at the end of practice... I'm on the field with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, and I just kind of was reminded that it was Jalen's birthday. So I wondered if the crowd would like to wish him a happy birthday, and this is what they did. Hertz on Tuesday was asked about the moment and what it felt like. And Eagles fans, he absolutely loved every bit of it. It was exciting, um, obviously. Um, you know, for a long time, my birthday has always fell on a day at work. Since I was in high school, Little League, whatever it was, I was always playing football, which is what I love to do. Um, and it was wonderful being in a link on my birthday, um, having that type of environment. Um, the fans showing tons of love. Um, and obviously, I was going out there and taking another step as a football team. So just going out there and competing, um, having fun, and, you know, just growing. You know, it, it all comes back to the same thing with me. And I don't, I don't like to get ahead of myself. I like to be where my feet are because that's, that, that, that's what matters, you know, and keep the main thing the main thing. You just take things day by day. So um, I think the environment was awesome, though. And so... Love from Jalen to the fans, from the fans to Jalen, and really from everybody here at the NovaCare Complex with the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night was great. It was remarkable, and we thank you so very much again for your support. That is this week's Extra Point in the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining. If you have a moment to give us a review, we love those five stars. We've got a link for you in the details section of your podcast library. Thanks to Ray Doyle for his work putting this all together. Thanks to the Eagles media relations staff for just giving us a great, great flow of players on an exclusive basis. We've really had some great interviews, and they will continue into next week. Peter Kelly, keep up the good work, buddy. Love the way you're putting things together here and just making it flow so beautifully. Peter Kelly, the producer of the Eagles Insider Podcast. We're going to be back post-game Friday night with the Eagles Insider Podcast, our instant reaction podcast, as the Eagles open the preseason against the New York Jets. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Make sure you're with us on that night. We have you covered from start to finish on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our official app, as well as our social media channels. Make sure you watch us locally on NBC10. Kickoff against the Jets at 7.30 from Lincoln Financial Field. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, Birds! 
E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!